0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Fucking Read It. I am your host, Adi Stoffler. On Fucking Read It, we will review um, literature, works of literature that I um, I kind of have a fancy for, things that I enjoy. I'll try not to give away too much of the book, because the whole point of this is for you to read it yourselves. And today with me, I have... J. Mick. And C. Core, And they'll be assisting. I kind of... Um, I don't want to say forced. I entice these gentlemen to uh, read or at least listen to a few of these audio books so they can chime in. You just yeah. got to give me those eyes and you can entice me to do anything. Hey, don't tempt me with a good time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> More personal than listening to the audio because I don't like to
0: read. Hey, I mean, however it goes, you could fucking read it or fucking listen to it. I don't care either way. So uh, a segment that we're going to do on on uh, fucking read it. we're going to have, a, I guess, a, a poetry section. So this is something that kind of gets you warmed up and get those uh, literary buds um, going. And then we can get into uh, book reviews from there. So today I'm going to have uh, the fabulous C. Corr start us off with one of his works. And then I'll dive into something and then we'll get into it from there. So uh, sit back and enjoy.
2: Fabulous. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was great.
0: Wow,
1: okay. Anywho, uh, alright, today's title is Only Because of You. I've had nothing but joy since the day I met you. I promise to never even think of treating you like a toy. I don't know if you've ever noticed the beauty that you hold. It is the most beautiful thing, a thing worth more than gold. I'd climb the highest mountain and swim through the farthest sea, cross the deepest canyon just so we can be. Teardrops fall from your eyes, and my heart forgets how to be at their sight. So I pull you close to me, Try to take the pain from you and make it my own. As my cheek lies against yours and your tears burn my face, I whisper, sweetie, it will be all right. I dry your tears with the kisses soft upon your face, shelter you from the pain with all my love. We hold each other tight, finding salvation in each other's arms. Pain washed away, giving rise to passion till we forget there ever were tears. You could never fathom or imagine how you being here makes me feel. It makes me wonder and think, can this even... Oh, I totally skipped a line. I haven't read this in B, Sorry. <clears throat> Shut up, Jay. <clears throat> Alright, right. It makes me wonder and think, can I be living this life? Can it be real? You giving me all the things I can hope and dream of... You giving me life, sight, breath, and love. It may not seem like it, but deep down inside where you cannot see, there's a vision of you being here with me. I will give you more than I could ever dream to receive. If if you're scared of being left alone, I promise with all my heart, I will not leave. You're the ray of light on a dark, cloudy day. You're the sun that glistens off the water in the bay. You're the star that shines so bright in the sky. You're the one that makes me live this life day by day, night by night.
0: Nice. Good shit, dude.
1: Except for uh, Jay over there. I didn't do
2: anything wrong. I laughed at your mistake. I, felt <laughs> I like skipped I, a line. I felt like I was in eighth grade poetry class. I, I felt like that's how I was being read that. That's why hey, I was you, sitting in the back of the class being quiet.
0: You and did kind of like, give him the stare down when he fumbled.
2: I did give him the stare down when he fumbled. I would have done that. You're a horrible base coach. am <laughs> sorry.
0: I know. You're supposed to just wave him in. I, I'm sorry, but th-
2: that was a really bad
0: stumble. The sign you gave him was the hand over the mouth, point and laugh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a good
1: one.
0: You, you, your man would have been out at the plate.
1: I'm sorry, sir. It's okay. It was a good poem, though. I'll I'll, I'll ask to uh, transfer teams. No
0: transferring teams. <laughs> All because of the first base coach. Can we uh, make cool.
2: team jerseys? <laughs> I don't know. That'd be awesome, wouldn't
1: it?
0: Fucking read it. Fucking read it, jerseys? Uh, and or just one for the show. Just, uh, I, I don't know, outcast jersey, strap jerseys, whatever. It would
2: kind of costs a lot to do every show,
1: but yeah. it'd be worth it.
0: Yeah, we'll work something out. Okay, we'll back to
1: the uh, host of the show. It's
0: never easy to read your own shit, you know. I, I can, I yeah, can I'm nervous and uh,
1: my palms are sweaty. Always and, uh, nervous, shake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Always. I don't know. When I used to do um, See
1: now that's out there I can't take that back So everyone can just be like Dude that fucking sucks
0: Dude when I used to do slams, You're horrible When I used to do slams And open mic Man I'd I get up there And I'm just a fucking nervous wreck Before I start So yeah That shit's natural You
2: slams? Hell yeah dude That's right fucking oh, yeah, on man fuck Why do yeah. you think I've been to you a couple of, of those the
0: show. I'm a man of many talents You know uh, And t- if
1: this were another show I'd out some of those talents I'm sure but you would with, uh, with people's imaginations I'm sure they can figure <laughs> it out <laughs>
0: I'm not saying we're keeping this shit G-rated. We're just uh, some of the flamboyance will be missing from this show that's usually on Outcaster. So, so I'll go ahead All now. Right. I'm She's gonna, pretty good so far. I'm going to read a piece and then um, we can jump right into uh, some book reviews. So, the piece I'm going to read today is "The Traveling Man." I travel a highway of college ruled lanes, attempting to reach a destination within myself. There are no road signs to guide me. Mapped only by the instinct that I'm going in the right direction, passing doubt along the way while picking up hitchhikers whose points of view may help my own thoughts flourish. I welcome all to join me as we journey through our subconscious, overstepping regret and staring down fear so that we may once again stand for something rather than just accepting what we've been handed. No longer will I line my pockets with crumpled dreams that are frowned upon when I try to spend them. A vagabond that carries the secret to life in a knapsack next to a toothbrush and a spare set of undergarments that will be hand washed at my next stop. A stargazer whose eyes are fixed on the heavens, for his only thoughts are to live in the sky, while allowing his failures to fall to earth to burn up in the atmosphere, not to be forgotten, but to become shooting stars for the others that may wish upon in hopes of, <clears throat> for others, <laughs> that others may wish upon in the hopes of not making the same mistakes, the mistake of not believing in yourself. My life has been a conundrum full of contradiction. I have sabotaged greatness with doubts and delusion of grandeur. I'm a spaceship powered by 87 octane, unable to, unable to escape the atmosphere and claim a star for myself. Human emotion in the flesh, wishing for animal instincts because animals know nothing of envy, jealousy, greed, or regret. A thumb in the wind traveling a highway of loneliness, only to be picked up by heartache and dropped off at a truck stop next to despair. A broken man putting pieces of himself together with hope and tears, hiding pain behind a papier-mâché shield, praying that the rain doesn't expose the weakness in his armor. The feeling of failure, the joy of success. I'm a man, nothing more, nothing less, longing to be a superhero, but I'm not trying to save the world or even a city for that matter. I'm only a man seeking solace from from complete strangers and offering the same in return, wearing an invisible mask, hoping that people see through my words and actions so they... So that I may, uh, so that I may affect at least one life. Some nights I think to myself, and I think of myself in a past life, with a guitar slung over my back, humming the melody to my first hit record. With the memories of battlefields where forged iron would strike down men in the name of kingdom or God, or perhaps poised at a desk in candlelight, using a feather as a pen, dipping it in an inkwell to extract black strands of a novel that will be published and adored for ages. Maybe as an immigrant from another country learning to speak a new tongue with a heart that's been broken by not just woman, but life that will speak the most beautiful poetry ever to be heard. I've been all these things and I'll be more in the future living only with the hopes of one day shaking hands with myself while continuing to write life stories for lost souls who seldom have happy happy endings generally just random bliss passing each other at intersections long enough to nod or say hello afraid to stop out of fear of blocking traffic, or possibly the idea of making a true connection, I find myself milling about, avoiding eye contact, so no one can read the tear story, the tear-soaked stories of pain my eyes carry, nor the weight of the world that is determined to collapse my shoulders and claim me as another victim of or stereotypes and or stereotypes and bigotry that I say I that say I fit the description. I travel a highway of college college ruled lanes, living in fact, not fiction. And that's Traveling Man. And I totally fucked that up a few times.
2: No, no, you didn't. See, the thing was, that was an impressive story. That wasn't a poem. That, no.
1: Yeah, that that was like a short story. That was
2: awesome in every aspect it's of the work. Like don't epic, get me dude. wrong. And,
1: and we all know that you just did it so I wouldn't feel bad. It's okay.
0: No. You, you trust don't have me. to purposely do that. No, so I, you can stutter I totally when you're stumbled reading. stumbled on that.
2: What was that? 12 pages? Eight pages? Know, about eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, when you read that and you're and you have the good pace that you did, you were impressive. You were an impressive figure, you, like you said. Well, I used to have
0: that it? memorized, so I'm disappointed in myself that I, I oh, don't anymore. Don't disappoint
2: yourself. You did it. That's the whole
1: thing. You got. I'm lucky like just, just remembered it long enough to put it on paper. I always forget it right after. You
0: tell me about it, dude. I do the same thing. But um, that that will conclude our um, our poetry section this week. I hope the listeners um, enjoy and hopefully get inspired to write a little something for themselves. I don't know. I kind of look at it like writing for yourself is like a doorway for thinking. You start writing about shit and you think about things on a different level and you'll end up reading stuff to um, kind of make comparisons to what you're doing and, um, and how you feel about life in general. And you'll find, well, you never find books, books find you and shit will just kind of stand out and you'll jump into something and say, man, this was good. But some books it does, some aren't, you know, you can't always get the, uh, the perfect book. But speaking of books, we're going to go ahead and jump right in to the first book. And um, this is a, I would say it's kind of a personal favorite of mine. Um, it's very interesting. There's a lot of backstory with this book. What's that look for, Jay? It's
2: really a personal, I didn't want to be rude and interrupt, so, but really a personal favorite? This is of one you? of my personal favorites. Really? Yeah. The way, right.
0: the way that it's written and the just obscene nature of the main character is fucking awesome to me. So, and what we're going to be covering for you at home is the Confederacy of Dunces. And uh, for the people that haven't read that, it's, um, yeah, including the, the other two gentlemen in this room. Oh, fuck
2: that. Can, can we call him out on that? Because at least I tried all three books. <laughs> Just because I didn't like it doesn't mean I didn't try it. Okay, no, I'll give, no, me that. No, I'll no, give I, you that.
0: I'll give you I, that. I know Cor, he kind of did the Cliff Note f- version.
2: And I actually read. I didn't even listen to the audio book. And I gave him gave the audio
0: book. He didn't even do that. I didn't
2: listen to him. I read. What an
0: asshole. I read until I got disinterested or pissed off. And hey, then that happens. But at least you gave it the old college yeah. try. So, I mean, that's, Damn right. that's cool. See?
2: You got to give everything a try once.
0: We don't give up. We're strapped. Team Strap never gives up. Go team Strap. That doesn't mean that we're always going to try. But we're not going to give up.
1: <laughs> I've been very busy. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I promise I'll take care of my business and my priorities. And No, it's fair because,
0: I mean, it, it kind of balances out the times that I've come in to do Outcasters and had absolutely no material, so yeah, we're, we're even now.
2: Yeah, but we could so flow on Outcaster so easily.
0: True, it's off the cuff. Hey, hey, we,
1: don't, we haven't done this yet, let's just move on. We're doing good. Let's see I've how I've enjoyed it so this. far. I've enjoyed the different levels of poetry reading.
0: Well, see, we still have to plug the other shows, you know, so the listeners know we versatile.
1: Yeah. And we'll have some
0: and we
2: can't be uh, intro themes boring.
1: for... Uh, absolutely. Um, fucking read it soon. We'll yeah, get some... It's uh, going to be a
0: rocking uh, intro theme.
1: And uh, some segment themes. I mean, hey, that's even oh. better,
0: so we can kind of break it up.
1: Poetry! No.
0: Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, so back to the book, Confederacy of Dunces. John, uh, John Kennedy Toole. Um, do you have a question, Cor?
1: Do we get to wear dunce hats when we read this one? Sure, if
0: you have one, then Wait, feel free to throw ra- it on. Did
2: you raise your hand? Did you really raise your hand? It's, I feel like I'm in English Wait, class. like, really? Like, you already <laughs> did <laughs> a the <poorly> spoken poem... <laughs> Like, I felt like I was being talked to in a class. Now you're he raising did. your hand. He
0: did raise his hand.
1: That's... <laughs> it's the polite thing to do. And we forgot
0: to do... It is hilarious. When he was
1: done people. reading, we forgot to...
0: Oh, we don't, we don't have to do no, all that. No, you do golf clap. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't have to do all that. I have bongos. That might work.
1: Oh,
2: oh we'll do that sometime. I'll, I'll play, that play the bongos song. while you read your poem.
0: Fucking even Okay, better. all right, all right.
2: You've got the, you've got the let's, let's Okay, I know this. we're jumping
0: the gun here. Okay, so Confederacy of is set in 1950s New Orleans... Which is a, a pretty wicked time then. But, you know, New Orleans has always been kind of weird. Always had a good mixture of, uh, of people. And the main character in this book, some would say he's uh, something of a modern-day Don Quixote. Um, eccentric? I wouldn't really say... Ex- he's, he's borderline fucking crazy. And um, that's one thing that I liked about the character. He's very college-educated, but he comes off as a moron. Which is... I mean, he's, he's, he's book-smart. You ever meet someone who's really book-smart... But they don't have any common sense whatsoever. Isn't that idiot savant,
2: pretty much? Yeah, so
0: th- he's pretty much an idiot savant. He's like a higher level. Yeah, I mean... He, like he's, he's still intelligent. He's full, yeah, he's intelligent. He's fully functioning. He's just... He's fucking, when
1: it comes to street smarts, he's not all there. No,
0: and he, he's pretty much lazy, and he's disgusting. Like, um, everything he does, from uh, hygiene to just how he carries himself, he's, he's totally disgusting. Uh, main character's name is uh, Ignatius J. Riley and um, he Means wears I said this, it right, yes, he wears <laughs> this this stupid hat all the time and and basically the I don't want to give too much of the book away, but what it is is after he graduated, he moves back to New Orleans, and hes staying with his mother, and he doesn't want to work or do anything and and she's really trying to i don't know push him to finally get out there and 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 get into the into the real world, so the book kind of goes over his um his follies and adventures in New Orleans. And um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to give too much of it away, but I don't want to be too general about it at the same time. So I would give you the list of characters, but I guess, I, I don't know, part of the point is for the people to get out there and read it themselves. I'm not um, LeVar Burton by any means, so my reading Rainbow skills kind of suck as far as telling you what the book is about. And I'll be the first one to... Um, to admit that. But it's important to uh just, just fucking read it. I mean, the dude is he's a slovenly bastard that's always talking about his valve is open and he can't do shit and he's I don't know, his mattress is really pissy and his room stinks and his mother's a drunk. I mean, those are elements that you just can't find in the everyday book.
2: The problem with that is when I when I started reading it, I felt like I was reading Something written by the dude who wrote The Office. You dig what I'm saying? I hate that show. I hate that style. How do you hate The Office? That's a good question. It's it's not interesting to me at all. It's but that's hilarious. how I felt when I was reading this. If you enjoy that, then yes, you will enjoy the book. But I personally didn't, and he, the disgusting part kinda,
0: yeah, kind of threw
2: me off on the book even more. It got a little bit too nitty and gritty when it came to. I don't give a shit about that.
0: I don't want to know about It, that. it, it is pretty <laughs> disgusting. I mean, but that's something that it adds a little balance to the book for me. Um, I kind of like it when main characters are extremely flawed. And as far as main characters go, Ignatius Riley is one of the most flawed individuals you'll ever read about. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's funny because he only has one friend. Yeah, it's uh, uh, my, uh, Myrna Minkoff, and she's the uh, the beatnik chick that's in New York, and she's always sending him letters. I Hate that term. And it's funny because the way he's so oblivious to the shit that he does wrong, he'll write letters back and forth to her telling her what's going on in his life, and she thinks he's having, like, paranoid delusions. You know, so it, it's weird. It's the only friend he has, and she doesn't believe that what he's doing is is the actual truth. Did you, did you have something you wanted to add, Cor? I saw you looking at your notes.
1: No, I was just. He was uh, just here to read a poem. I was just going over stuff. I mean, when when you I mean, you're talking about him uh, being flawed and everything. It he sounds just like he's like a typical like college student. Doesn't even give a rat's about nothing, and he's just wearing the same clothes. But every day. But that's the thing. He's out
0: of college. He's at, he's thirty.
1: Yeah, but this day and age, there's a lot of people that still live that lifestyle. <laughs> I mean yeah, but, they they go home and live in mom's basement and they're still foul. Yeah.
0: yeah. that's a pretty good contrast. I don't know how many of those people are sleeping on pissy mattresses though. There's well a lot of never trash mind. i would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be, um, be the fat zit faced virgin
2: ones that are on wow all day at night long. Exactly. They pee in the cups and stuff like that and it spills everywhere and sometimes just go in the it's just
0: going to bed. It's sad. But what's interesting, I don't know. Is is much of a, a, a weirdo and um, I don't I don't know if loser is the, the right term. He's just a bizarre individual. Somehow he, he influences the people he meets. And um I don't know if it's a if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like he got the job at Levy Pants and he pretty much started a revolt At his job And it was just so ridiculous I didn't get that far Yeah It's it's funny It's just kind of like Why would people listen To anything that this guy says And he always has Like a, a hunting cap on With everything he's wearing it's like Okay Obviously this guy Is not all there Regardless of how smart he is If he's wearing a hunting cap all the time, it's just it's it's really bizarre. And then when he when he got the job um, pushing the hot dog cart, and his fucking mom is so embarrassed because her son that went to college and got a degree is pushing a hot dog cart. And I don't remember the name of the um, the uh, the company he was he was um, working for with the hot dog uh, carts. But it's funny, like they have um, some of those original carts still in New Orleans, like uh, in a museum, so you can go and. And it, it kind of puts um eyes to what you were reading in the book, and I thought that was pretty cool. They it, also...
1: It's it's an original hot dog Yeah, card. it's one of the original
0: hot dog cards. Not
1: like anything on Wiener Circle.
0: No, no, no. It's it's the it's the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wiener Circle is a little um outrageous. That shit is funny, <laughs> dude. Wiener Circle. You've never seen Wiener Circle? No. It's this show. What is it? Come on, A or
1: It's uh AMC. AMC. No, no. It's on True TV. True TV.
0: Gotcha. And it's a, it's a, a hot dog place in Chicago where they just do all kind of crazy they, they're shit. They're
1: crude and rude and racist. They'll cuss you out. And and
0: they make their customers do stupid shit like strip or... Um,
1: to do random things for free hot dog.
0: Yeah. Or shave their pubes outside. <laughs> it's just disgusting.
1: That sounds entertaining.
0: And, um, I mean, it's... This book is really influential as far as the people that have you know, read this book. And I don't know, people in New Orleans are, are pretty proud of this work, which is awesome. Because it's something that, that um, the city can identify with. Because it all took place in the city. There's A lot of, um, a lot of it takes place in the, uh, the French Quarter. And you can actually go to the French Quarter and, and walk the same streets that this character in this book actually walked, and it's awesome. They actually have a statue of him at the um, the same place where you can go in and check out the hot dog carts. So they stayed true, the geography
2: and the yeah, lifestyle. Absolutely. They actually made it like it was a real life, and they just inserted people into yeah, the world. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. I mean, the author was from Louisiana. He was from New Orleans, so he, he made the sense. city hands down. Um, I don't know. It's just It's such an interesting read. If you can stomach the content, some people can't stomach the content. If you can stomach the content, then... You'll know, you'll be fascinated by the shit. It's just he kinda just like
2: bothers me so bad. Like I don't know why.
0: What was the the most that bothered you about it?
2: He, just him in general, how goddamn ignorant he is.
0: That's the beauty just,
2: I hate ignorance. I loathe it.
0: That's the beauty of it. That, hence the title, The Confederacy I, of I get youngsters. it.
2: Don't get me wrong, but I was already annoyed reading the style and then I got more annoyed with the character itself because I, I relate to characters really easily. Like, I, I can understand them. I understand what's going on. It pisses me
0: off. But I think, too, <laughs> in a way, was kind of ahead of his time by having, like, the main character of his book be somewhat of an idiot. I mean, when you look at Shows that we watch now, like you, when Married with Children, Al Bundy was a total loser, but somehow he was successful enough to.
2: I like how you reference the '90s show. Well,
0: I'm I'm, I'm just starting there, you know.
1: I'm just saying, you are look at that guy guy. who doesn't know who Al Bundy is. Yeah, Touche! Don't get me wrong. He's an iconic character. Yeah.
0: Same thing with Homer Simpson. Those guys are pretty pretty much one and the same.
1: Slobs and slobs, but they're still family men. Yeah. You know, but they're this day and age. They're stumbling through I wouldn't life. Call
2: Al Bundy a family man?
1: No, oh, he is. He's well, like he's drunk, maybe. Well, he <laughs> hates
0: his family. I
1: mean, that's pretty much how everyone oh, that is. is. A form of caring, isn't <laughs> he's it?
2: Kind Just of, because it's abusive doesn't mean it's not.
0: He's kind of the anti-family man. family man. So I don't want to give too much of the book away. I know I haven't really covered it in in full on detail, you but give you, him enough. I think I gave. What would of, you rate the book? What would I rate the book? That's a
1: good like when, how much would you suggest this on a rating scale? Based
0: on just the creative nature of the book, and you know, Tool really kind of he he stepped out on a limb when he was trying to get this book published, and that's that's some of the backstory with the uh, with the author. Um, for people that aren't familiar with John Kennedy Toole, he actually committed suicide. Eleven years before this book went to publishing, his mother pushed this book to go to publishing. So well,
1: that's some awesome, uh, interesting and, facts. And
0: this book has won numerous awards, and he's got a lot of posthumous awards. But um,
1: so he didn't even know that this book was
0: no. Actually, excellent... he he had no idea that this book was going to become what it is, and that's that's one of the awesome things about it to I me. Mean, it shows you, you know, he put kind of a lot of his self. In the character, maybe he wasn't a slob, but some of the, the roadblocks and just being misunderstood in general. And it's weird because, you know, he, he just got discouraged to the point where he, he offed himself.
2: Well, considering he offed himself, maybe he made that character after himself because that's how he viewed himself.
0: It might have been. Because if been. he
2: killed himself, then he already hates himself. I'm assuming he would write this out of spite of himself and his mother and how he views his mother.
0: And, and and that so this could, could be a, uh, very well be a
2: non-fictional fucking biography. Maybe almost. an introspective. Yeah, yeah. It's like an introspective into a psychotic's mind. How he represents. I could see life. that. That'd be fun to write. But I, I if just thought, thought in that format.
0: I just thought it was a shame that he, you know, he offed himself, and then 11 years later, this thing finally gets published.
2: Hey, at least it got published. That's all that matters. Sure. It's true. His what he what he possibly wanted, because he might not have wanted this printed. Maybe he wrote this for himself in some therapeutic way and his mother just found it and loved it and wanted to publish it. But either way, it got shared with the world and it's a good thing that it did. Absolutely. Even if you don't necessarily like the book, then, yeah, yeah, I mean... I can understand it. 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 I just, I don't want to It's not your thing, yeah. Yeah. But Um, I understand the book and it's not a bad book. It's just, I don't like how it's written. Something
0: about it that might... Um, I don't know, it's something that's coming up that might sway you about it, it's something that I've heard I don't know how much of this is just speculation or, or rumor but rumor has it and and the thing about it is they've tried to make this movie uh, this book into a movie a multitude of times um, from what I understand the first time they wanted to do it they wanted Belushi to play the main, the main character
2: oh, that'd be awesome
0: and unfortunately he passed Uh, John Candy was another person that they wanted to play the main character. He passed. Chris Farley, they wanted him to play the main character. He passed. Jonah Hill. No, no. It's not (laughs) going to be Jonah Hill. Not fat enough? No, no, I think they're going with somebody a little slimmer. But the rumor that uh, that I've heard is that the person being casted to play Ignatius Riley is none other than Zach Galifianakis. He'll be dead in a couple months. No, let's not say no, that. No, he's
1: not. He's not that big. He's he's gonna be dead in a couple months.
2: No, I'm t- it's a curse. Haven't you noticed it? Did you not just?
1: That's just because they were all fat, like drug addicts. Okay. Well, well, Chris Farley was. I mean, he died. So of was John alcohol Belushi. And John Belushi. John okay, Candy but John was just Candy, fat. who was just huge and had heart problems. And- oh, was that?
2: I didn't know how Candy died. I just knew he died. Yeah, he was just
0: huge. Huge. He didn't take care of himself. So, but I think if uh, if they make it with um Galifianakis, I can actually see him playing this role and actually yeah I can totally a- and see really him. pulling it off because I think he's quirky enough and, and odd enough to where he could do this and really make it believable so i'm 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 never really looking forward to a book becoming a movie, but in this case, if it's done right and they show an appreciation for the actual you know the actual novel then shit it'll probably be awesome
2: try to stay close to the source material,
0: yeah. Yeah, if they do that, it'll be awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah, they
2: should be able to because it's all detail stuff. Yeah, it's not. It's not all lyrical. It's all no.
0: detail. And I mean, when you got a guy like Galifianakis, you know he can carry. A, he can carry a movie. Yeah, it'll be awesome. So that's just something to look forward to for the people that um, maybe don't want to read it or listen to the audio book. Listening to the audio book is actually a really good option with this because um, I think you get a stronger feel. For the character, if you're more of a, a visual person and you like to listen to things, you'll get a stronger feel for it.
2: Do I but have it on my hard drive?
0: I, I believe I, I put it on there.
2: Maybe I'll give it a listen. Yeah. I'll, I, I might, if I can find the time to want to sit down for a couple hours and listen to a book, I, I, I give it a listen. Yeah,
0: give it a shot. So is what I would rate this book, I would probably give this a solid A. Because I have... Um, so you're
1: from the 1 to 10 ratio? Yeah,
0: from a 1 to 10, I'd probably give this a solid 8. My, um, I don't know, I have um, a lot of interest in different forms of literature. But, I mean, as far as just odd and quirky, this is a, a solid 8, if, you, if that's what you're looking for.
2: Well, what would have made it a 10? What would you need added to that to make it a 10?
0: You know what? I, I can't really critique it. You know, I, I can't say what I would... I can't give my personal opinion on what would have made it better or what would have made it suck. Just, you know, certain things about it, I can only take it to an eight. I think if for me to give something a 10, it's something I kind of have to identify with more on a personal level, and I think that's what it is with this, so I I can only give this one an eight. And I'm sure you guys. good answer to me. uh, I I think Jay is going to rate it a one, because he gave up on it.
1: I would give it, uh, four and a half.
0: Four
1: and a half. Well, I but mean, he shouldn't be <laughs> overrated. <to laughs> no, no, no. From
0: no. the from the cliff notes that he read, he'll <laughs> give it a four and a half. No,
1: no, no. Uh, my opinion doesn't even matter. It, it. I'd say
2: it's six or seven. Actually, it, I know it's a good book. I just don't appreciate. You just can't get
0: past that initial. Yeah, this guy's is a, a fucking slob, and he's he disgusting. just pisses me off too much to want to because care he's about. So the ignorant. Book. Yeah. yeah.
2: But it's apparently a good book. Like you've literally sold me on maybe listening to it. And or going to see a movie. Awesome. I will give you that, but I'll, I'll give definitely six six see
1: something. the movie. Definitely see.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll probably all go together. And Sweet. Then, that'd be cool. As long as you guys just don't oh, trash date it. night. Uh, oh shit!
1: I'm cutting hole in popcorn boxes that
0: night. <laughs> Extra I'm going to be wearing butter. some chapstick. <laughs> all right. So that's um. And, I mean, the whole premise of this show is for, you know, I don't want to give too much shit away. It's for you to go out there and fucking Spoilers. read it. Fucking read it. Or fucking listen it. to an audio book.
2: I like saying that. Say it. Read it. Say, say, it, say it in your, like, Def Jam comedy voice.
0: The whole point of this shit is for you to just go out there and fucking read it. Boom. Bam. Boom. Hammer to the head.
2: Damn right.
0: So that's Confederacy of Dances. Uh, read it, listen to it, or, or don't. I don't really fucking care. And um, we're going to go ahead and move along... To our next book, you want to you introduce what the uh, the next book is, Core. I see you're, you're amped up. You're ready for this one.
1: This one, yeah, because I actually did read it. I mean, sure, is isn't high school, but I read it. He feels accomplished for doing and that. He
0: gave me the thumbs up and shit, people. <laughs> yes,
1: sir. <coughs> um, and I saw the movie, and on the cusp of the new movie coming out, it's only fitting that we talk about The Great Gatsby.
2: Do you know how many movies there's, there's are of that? how many movies they've made of that.
1: Um, but there's a new one I know, coming I know, I
2: know, I'm just saying. Do you know how many, like, there's
1: there's a good one. Uh, I only saw the one that they showed us in, in school, English like, class. It's like in the 80s <laughs> or 90s. <laughs> yeah. No, there's like three or four There's a good versions. one that was in 1955. Yeah. black and white? Yeah, that's, one that's the good. one I saw. I it's like awesome.
2: that. awesome. Awesome. Sorry.
1: And I'm really not a huge fan of black and white movies. Yeah.
2: I, I like them. I love, I love those kind of
0: movies. What can I say about Gatsby? He was, um... Him. he was fucking awesome, man.
2: That's a good story. The Great Gatsby is a great story. Dude, 100%. I mean, he,
0: he changed his whole persona to be what the, the hell he wanted to be.
2: Yeah, he took control of the world
1: yeah. how he wanted. Nobody. Not just that, he did it to get the love of the woman of his life. Yeah,
0: but like he went did. above
1: and beyond and did anything he could do to set himself up to get in the situation.
0: I mean, ultimately, it didn't work out for him. But
1: it's a pretty good soap opera.
0: It was a it was a hell of a ride along the way.
1: Yeah, and and I mean the way he was, uh, you know, wheeling and dealing, but never really said what he was dealing.
0: Exactly, and everyone would question what 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 is what does Gatsby do? What does Gatsby do? How does
1: he get his money?
0: And it's funny because you would think he would be really, you know, over the top, but he was pretty much a low key dude. You know, he was like, "Hey, I'm
1: Gatsby." And the way what he you gonna uh, have to be. You know? The way he took in Nick. Yeah. And, like, totally was, like, palling it up with them. I mean, sure, he had an ulterior motive, in a sense, to get closer
0: to... Absolutely.
2: There's always a criteria whenever
1: making friends with someone in one way or another.
0: And and I can agree with that to a point.
1: But But you could see that he was seriously just like, hey, I like the cut of this guy's jib. We're going to hang out. exactly. What what I liked about it is...
0: What I liked about it is the way he introduced himself to nick it was kind of like he didn't just come right out and say hey i'm gatsby this is my house and my party and no he just played the role of a regular guy and then introduced himself at the end of the conversation which yeah. was that was kind of cool but i mean it's
1: like who's this gatsby guy
0: looking at anyone this. see him well it's a smart move because oh, I'm he, yeah. you,
2: get, you get the good conversation you get to find out what he's really like before you reveal who the fuck you are and he's like oh wow I'm glad I didn't say anything bad yeah
0: <laughs> I'm glad I didn't trash the guy because then that would have been really bad I don't know it's awesome because it's at the height of the prohibition so there's, a, there's historical reference oh yeah and it's weird because you're, you're, you're reading along and reading along and reading along and then it finally dawns on you hey this guy's bootlegging alcohol. Boom. And you're like, shit, that's why he's so loaded. Because, I mean, you can make a ton of money off of that during Prohibition.
2: Well, think about it. Back in 1922, that's when this book was yeah. based. Uh, what would you be doing back then? Like, honestly, would you be a gangster? Fuck yes, no, I'd be a gangster. Yeah, well, Cops aren't going to catch you with. shit. Maybe not a
0: gangster, but I'd be involved in some, some underworld shit. Well, gangster enough. Yeah. That's,
2: gangster, that's what created gangsterism. So
0: Be out there trying to make some money. Damn right. And, I mean, that's what he did, and he made a name for himself.
2: It's because he's a smart motherfucker. He went to Yale. Absolutely.
0: Well, he said he went to Yale.
2: <laughs> he had to play the smart guy.
0: And that's a that's a total spoiler right there.
2: Sorry. I can edit it if you like.
0: I mean, it's just it's awesome. From, from um, that time period, you know, that's like big band swing period, and everything about this movie was big you know the the style and, and
1: it totally hit the differences in classes and the segregation of the lower class the middle class and then
0: it was funny because it even it even kind of pitted the rich against the very rich in the book you know and in 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 the West egg neighborhood you know there were people that were 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 fairly well off i mean they were millionaires. Yeah, on East and West Egg, and you kind of saw the contrast between the 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 filthy rich and the and the rich, you know. So I, I, that's one thing that I did like about it, and how you know Nick Nick was just a regular guy that was renting a small house, and um, how he was accepted by Gatsby, and and the rest of the people kind of shit on him because he wasn't rich, and you know it was it was interesting. How it really is. Yeah, I mean. Even now, you can you could take this storyline and go anywhere in America and look at rich people and poor people, and it's the same thing. Stupid occupiers. I don't know. One of the other things that I, I look at when I, when I read this book is women. He did pretty much everything he did, like you said, to try to win this girl back. It was, it was the
1: one for him, and he knew it, and he did whatever he could to get her.
0: But she was already, she was married to the other guy.
1: Doesn't mean that they were meant to be together. He felt that those two, that he and her were meant to be together.
0: He wanted Daisy, and she was married to Tom Buchanan. Right? It, it was Daisy that he was after. Yeah.
2: There's nothing better than a little infidelity.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I guess the thing on that is it's kind of like you know chasing the unattainable. And we all do it from time to time, whether it be, um, you know, a woman or a car. There's always something that it might not necessarily be out of our reach, but at the same time, it is. And for Gatsby, it, it unfortunately, if that was his downfall.
2: It's always a woman. Yeah,
0: a woman's tongue hangs on the hinges of hell. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. It's a very true saying. So I'm kind of interested. And um, what this movie's going to be like with the DiCaprio playing Gatsby
1: I don't know it with the way he did the aviator like um and the touching on uh that I don't know I think it'll be a good movie, but I don't really th- i don't know when they kind of show it in like multiple colors and like a cult was it uh reminded me of like a um
2: cult classic
1: no a kaleidoscope oh like okay. when they show all the colors and stuff and like you know it was just like moving around like Big the parties fancy thing. parties and like uh yeah it, it like trying to make it as technological inclined to the movie as they could for something that back then they didn't really have a lot of technology and stuff to like throw up like fancy explosions or nothing in the movie or the book cuz you know there was none of that So, I mean, they're kind of just trying to hype it up, make it like something fancier than it really is. I don't know.
2: Well, it's something you have to do in today's society because we expect a certain level of um, quality now.
0: I don't know. I think one thing I'm worried about, and I guess this is because of the the new Hollywood standard that everything has to be so big and so brassy and so over the top. Um, Gatsby, the, the book itself is a little over the top. It is big. It, there's a lot of f- uh, flair. But I don't want them to overdo it and, and kind of cheapen the whole experience is what I'm worried about.
2: The book pulls you in. It does. By how it talks to you. By how you read it. The movie has to do the same thing.
0: I just don't want the movie to be too over the top.
2: kind of has to be
1: though. Yeah, there's a there's a point though where the movie's pulling you in like enough and then it just becomes too catty. Yeah. Hopefully, and, exactly. not it's just it like up. It's just like, do, do you really do 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 you need like to go that far into it? Is
0: I mean, we've all need, seen a movie where it draws you and it sucks you into that point, and it's big and it's bold, but then it might just be a little too big and too bold, and you, you don't end up really losing need 32 interest. Thirty in two juggling it. elephants, you do You, don't, know? It, it's you just, don't.
1: It's a giant party. You're, you don't need to have a whole circus. Here's
2: a good two DiCaprio movies that do both perfect and over the top. Okay, Titanic. Over the top,
0: way over the top.
2: Romeo and Juliet,
0: perfect. That movie was flawless. Everything flawless. about that movie was flawless. And that—that's that's the I thought about. Best. The when I thought about the big uh, New Year's Eve bash in Romeo and Juliet, and I'm thinking, okay, if they if they do Gatsby parties along that line, where it's big, but somehow you still get a lot of individualism. Out of that party scene, then it'll fucking work. It'll completely work. the same work. director, or at least someone of the same style, in that movie. Absolutely, will be perfect. And it, it, it has to be flawless. I mean, you're taking on a great American classic. You can't mess it up.
2: That movie was literally how I pictured while reading the book.
0: And I like how they put the modern touches in
2: everything, even from the little lettering onto the guns. Yeah. Like, that's a top, top, top five movie for me. And, 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 and John Leguizamo you know, as
0: Tybalt was just yes. genius. He, his genius. character
2: was perfect through and through for him. Genius. Like, that's a great book-to-movie transfer, that's, modernized and done right. If they can do something good with Galaxy,
0: dude. Dude, it, it was one of the best book-to-movies that I've seen. So, like you said, if, if, they, can, if they can do a, a third of that with, uh, with Gatsby, then I think it'll be a huge success. You know the thing with, uh, with great American novels, I don't think you really have that appreciation for them when you're reading them when you're reading them in high school or, or junior high or whatever the case may be. you know, you have to wait until you've lived a little and yeah. can maybe put a little bit of yourself into what you're reading, and then you, you, you get the full thing.
2: Dead on you are totally right sir
0: that's always kind of been my thing i don't know i'm a total book nerd you guys are like comic book nerds and i'm i'm everything i'm just i'm a total literary nerd, he, he's nerd. they have pictures here's the thing <laughs>
2: here's the thing the best way to s- describe this situation he he's a closed-minded nerd he has his things that he likes in everything he does i'm open-minded i like everything about everything and you
1: you're a good mix between both
0: I see a little disagreement from sequels. It's not
1: that I'm closed minded, it's just that there's certain things that. If you if you can't appreciate everything,
2: that means there's a section of your mind that you have closed off that you don't want to appreciate. Just because I pre- don't
1: like it doesn't mean that, that I can't appreciate it
2: okay.
1: for what it is. Just because I say.
2: You say it sucks all the time.
1: Just because that's my personal opinion. I think it sucks doesn't mean that I. If I'm going to freaking. Then how can you not,
2: appreciate something if you think it sucks?
1: If I think it sucks, that's just my personal opinion. Doesn't mean that I don't appreciate. Hey, dude. You went out there, you got a book published, you're on the New York bestsellers list, that's great, that's awesome. Same thing with music. I mean, you're out there, you're doing your thing, you're putting it out there. Obviously, people are digging it just because I don't happen to dig it. That's cool with me. You don't like that I don't like it, you can go to hell. Well, no, well explained. I will explain.
0: And that makes a lot of that. sense. I mean, you have to, it has to appeal to you in, yeah. in one aspect or another. And if it doesn't appeal to you, you're just not going to be interested anyway. And so. I, mean,
1: it's, I mean, also, just like with music. Honestly, you bring me any CD, I may hate the CD, but you bring me any CD, I guarantee I'll find one song on there that I'll like.
0: Alright, fair enough. For
1: whatever aspect that it may be, I'll maybe find two or three. Yeah, you know? I can even There's say always that. something out there that I will always like, but I still may hate listening I actually listening got
2: him it. into techno, technically. I got him. Okay. You know who Breathe Carolina are, right? Yeah, yeah. He actually admitted he likes a couple other songs enough to actually go buy one of those CDs, which sadly came to me, which I still have. But he gave That's because it was uh,
1: false advertising on the other stuff that I heard compared well, to this album. I gave well, him
0: all the good stuff. By the time. time's gonna come where instead of people presenting stuff to you, you're gonna go out hunting for it. No,
1: I do yeah. now. I'm saying, I mean, I, I there's lots of stuff I go out looking for, like in music and movies and stuff. But to me, with books, I'm just too ADD. I hate sitting there and having to be able to read and just focus on, like, you know, an eight and a half by eleven page or something that's like in half, you know, and I have to look at that and then turn the page and I said, see, like a movie or music or something, I can be doing something else while I'm doing that and still paying attention. I can multitask and get more stuff done. So
0: it's just a matter of not having the focus just to sit I still have read. the focus. You can and,
1: watch and, I mean, like, like hours of TV, but you start reading half a page and you start gotcha. falling asleep. It's like, you know, I could watch TV, prepare stuff for pods at the same time. Okay. I could watch tv you know i i could write i can do other stuff like that but when i'm focused on reading because i get too distracted on just sitting in a room i'll sit there and be like that that picture looks a little crooked i'm gonna go fix that real quick, i, I think
0: it's funny that he brought up add because um the next book that we're gonna cover um this writer's writing style was total ADD. Everything about it, and that's one thing that I love about this writer's style. And we were talking about appeal earlier, and this this book didn't appeal to Jay whatsoever. Not even a, a now a who's closed-minded. Not even fine. a little. Hey, he he read like the first. I gave I don't it a try. Know. He tried. I, set it up. I didn't like um, it. I was honest. And that's speaking of which,
1: question, sir, is yeah. it Kierak
0: Kierwag Kierwag? Okay, so we've already. Oh wait, we got to go back and read Gatsby. So
1: oh oh. Uh, Jumping the gun. Well, the gun. We got off top again, God, God damn it, sir! That wasn't my fault. You're the one know. that started talking. <laughs> I'm blaming you. What
0: would you? What would you give it? What would you rate? Gatsby, it for?
1: dude, I love that book. Freaking, I'm giving that one an eight.
0: An eight? Gatsby is, is I can't
1: give it a nine and ten because there's other books out there that I think. Okay, I'll give it an eight and a half.
0: Gatsby really? is, is is pretty much a ten. Yeah, like, it's that's pretty a fucking
1: much a ten. ten. I no, I'm not going to be too. It's like a good movie. With, with uh, all I, my ratings, I'm not going to be too too generous. I can't give it a gonna, full
0: 10. I'll give Gatsby a 9, only because of the way it ended. If it <laughs> ended That's a, why it's a 10. No, if it would have ended different, then I would have given Bro, it the 10. It ended
2: perfect for the situation. You're so <laughs> off, man. Hey,
1: I don't want to give out spoilers or nothing, I'm but not at least the nothing. way it ended, you won't ever have to worry about a
0: sequel. That's
1: Very true. A horrible sequel.
0: No you don't have to worry about anybody fucking that one up.
1: You can get prequel.
0: That would that, be awesome. that would be interesting. Early yeah. days of Gatsby. I would like that going through the shit. I would like that. Yeah. Like
1: back in his war days and yeah. Do like you think there's actually a book college. like that already? Like that, no. that's not. No, no, I don't no that's, no that's not, not a new. One's, no one's
0: touched it. No one's touched it. If if there's anything out there like that, it might have a character similar. It might be someone who Gatsby. based some, but it's not the same thing
1: because I think he owns
0: all the rights, and I yeah. doubt.
1: I really hope he listens
2: to
0: this and writes there the be book. Different. Well,
1: I think he's dead. Damn. He's been
0: Dead for quite a while, Jay. That sucks. But came out. I don't know, 50, 60 years I'm, ago.
2: I'm going to blame that on the memory Holy shit. Love. I'm sorry. All right, so we're just all, thinking, right, all right.
0: We're going to get into the the third and final uh, book review for the day. Okay, it is. You want you want to announce it?
1: Oh, I just wanted to say his name, Jack Kirwak.
0: Kirwak. you're close. Kierwak. <laughs> Kierwak. I can't. There's no W. How is it whack? The the the, the O and the U.
1: That's like an owl. ow.
0: You're whack. Hey, I didn't... (laughs) Come on, man. I didn't make the name up.
2: Yeah,
0: he's got a point there. All right, all right. And the title of the book is... The title of the book is The Subterraneans. And this book is fucking awesome. Like, seriously. And what makes this book awesome is the style it was fucking written in. This book is like one gigantic run-on sentence, and I love everything about that.
1: I noticed that when I was... Through it. It's through. it
0: I mean, the raw emotion in the book is is so sick because it's just like he's pinning a fucking letter, and that's what's awesome about this book. Jay didn't think it was awesome at all. He didn't like the A D D style, but Kidwak's known for that. Yeah, he w-
2: I didn't mind the style. I didn't like the story. I'm not a big man falls in love, oh happy, go blah blah, whatever hipster bullshit. I, I I like I, I like a tragedy. I like something that's gonna twist
1: me or hurt me or piss me off.
0: Beat Generation, not hipster, beat generation. Whatever. Nineteen fifty eight, man. I
1: like the fact that it took place in uh, San Francisco.
0: Well, you know, the actual story took place in New York City, but he wrote it. For San Francisco, to kind of, uh, okay. and, he, and he changed all the characters' real names.
1: That's what. I, well, actually, some of the characters were off of his people in his life. Yes, yeah, all of the
0: characters were off people in his life. Like yeah. uh, the the the. They main, actually
1: the, said that if probably something that happened to him personally. No, this this is what happened. To him. Oh, okay. That's the,
0: this book. I, it I didn't a, find
1: anything that confirmed that it
0: specifically no, was no, that. It it absolutely was, and the thing with this book is. The the female character in this book is uh Mardell Fox. Yeah. And her real name is Aileen Lee. And it, this is based on their um I would say pretty tumultuous relationship. But what's awesome about this book is when when they pretty much broke up and they were done and it was final, he went home and he read he, re- he like- wrote this book in three days. Oh, well. That's why it's like a giant run-on sentence because it's all that emotion and everything from that relationship flowing, song. yeah, flowing through three days of writing, which just makes this awesome. And, and, I, and, and to shit you not, this book has some of the most beautiful passages in it that I've ever read, and it's because of the raw emotion. Like, let me read a let me read a uh, an excerpt from the book, and I, I have just a, a few of them here that I would like to uh, to go through. So here's here's one of them. But in eyeing her little charms, I only had the foremost one idea that I had to immerse my lonely being, a big sad lonely man, is what she said to me one night later, seeing me suddenly in the in the chair, in the warm bath and salvation of her thighs, the intimacies of young lovers in in a bed high facing eye-to-eye, breast-to-breast, naked, organ-to-organ, knee-to-shivering, goose-pimpled knee, exchanging exist existential and lover acts for a for a crack at making it, making it, the big expression with her. I can see the little out-pushing teeth through the little red lips, seeing making it the key to pain. Fucking beautiful, dude. There,
1: there's one line in there um, uh, that I like, too. Um... Although, that third word right there? What is that word? <laughs> <up here. laughs> there were some words in there I didn't even know. What the fuck that was?
2: Teacher, please Thompson? help me with this word.
1: Tamasin. Tamasin. Okay, thank you. Uh, the Great Tamsin, uh turbulent, turmoil, uh, alliterative, as a humor on the brain. As a, wait, hammer on the brain, bone bag and, wait. Oh'm ball, I can't even read what I wrote, but
0: <laughs> yeah, it's cool. No need to worry about big it. words
1: and then it ends up I'm sorry I was ever born
0: now, one thing about this book that it was pretty controversial, and some people have problems with the way that african Americans I hate that term african American let's just say black Americans were being portrayed in this in this time period, and that was kind of a a a point of of controversy. But, I mean, he wrote it along with the time, so, I mean, you kind of have to just take it at, at face value as far as that goes. I mean, it's a it was an interrelational, interracial relationship that was pretty much doomed from the start then.
2: My stoner sense is tingling, and I just realized that your inspiration for your poetry is the same verbal style as that book.
0: You think so? Yes. Well, Kiriak is, is definitely one of my... Um, my influences as far as writing goes. your work? Well, well, thank you, sir. I'll take that as a very, I'll take yeah, that so as a, a high that? compliment.
2: Because you read that excerpt well, so.
0: Man, I, this, this book is just awesome to me. Yeah? And it's it's because, you know, we've all been in, in that relationship that was so powerful, but it burned out so fast because of the, you know, the passion or whatever that was in it. You know, whatever ended it, um, you know, fast. The passion, it was just doomed from the beginning. And then, and then you it, just
1: self—it's just self-destructive yeah. that you just keep pushing, or she keeps pushing, and then it just blows up until
0: it completely just fizzles out. And that's one thing that I just thought was awesome about it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Kirwak, and I've read a lot of his works, but this is the one that, that this is my absolute favorite. It stands out the most to me. Um, I would kind of like to see this made into a movie, just to—I um, don't know—just I, I, to capture that jazz culture of the time and. Yeah, you know, that would be interesting to see. and to, um, really I would see it as a movie. And really kind of um, dig into the personalities of, of the beat generation. Because, I mean, um, w- the, the character Frank Carmody is based on uh, William Burroughs. And um, William Burroughs, dude, he has wrote some just crazy shit. Like, I'm going to shoot Jay a copy of um, Naked Lunch. And you'll like that because it is just absolutely just bizarre. Well, it's a it's a, a tale about a heroin addict because I mean all these guys were on heroin back then. So everybody
1: the loves a good heroin. I, addict. I do
0: have a copy of the book.
2: Can I get the books? Yeah, too?
0: I'll, I'll shoot you a copy of that so you can check it out. I, you, I think you'll really like that one. Uh, one thing that I didn't like, and it's not the book; it's the um, they attempted to make a uh, a movie version of this, and I, I forget what year the movie version came out, but because it wouldn't have been acceptable to show an interracial couple on screen, they changed uh, the character of Mardu Fox from uh, a black American to uh, a French girl. And I think that it, it lost a lot of the meaning, you know, because a lot of the problems that they had in a relationship were based on those those racial boundaries. So,
1: 1960.
0: Yeah, 1960, thank you. I, I think a lot of the uh, the book was, was based on those those, you know, testing those bounds and what that was like back then, so... I don't know, if, if they ever remake it, they have to remake it the uh, the right way. And I don't know, but I don't know. There's been a few days where I've woken up and I thought I was Leo Persepid, and, and and I don't know, this book is just it's awesome. I, what do you
2: I, think would play him well in the movie?
0: I don't know. You know, Well, what, in the other movie it was
1: George Peppard. Yeah. And the then George Leslie Peppered. Caron played Mardo Fox.
0: I can tell you who would have been perfect for it maybe 20, 25 years ago, but he's way too old now. Um, the guy that was in Jacob's Ladder, um, um, he was um, he was um, Andy Dufresne.
1: Oh, um, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins.
0: I think he would have been perfect for this role. I think he he can step out of the box enough where he'd have been able to play that. Out of the current field of actors, I don't know. I'd have to really sit back and think about that. I don't know. Just the the whole style of this book is awesome. It's a love story that falls apart and. Shit, it's awesome. I don't want to ruin, you know, the the end of the you know the book. I kind of kind of gave it away a little bit, but there's so much more to it. Spoilers. I, yeah. I mean, you could see just off of the one excerpt that I read that this, this fucking book is awesome. I recommend read it. Give it a. I'll get the audio book for you, Jay, and I'll, I'll let you try it out again because you're, you're shaking his head for the people that can't see us.
2: I'll think about it. I'll I'll, I'll give everything a second chance.
0: This book, um. The ADD style is probably the thing that takes away from it, where a lot of people that don't read a lot of Kirwak just can't seem to get into that. Um, For that reason alone, I don't think I could rate this a 10. Um, If I was just lining up excerpts from this book that were just filled by that passion of that relationship, this would be a 10 hands down. It's just a formatting thing. And that format, unfortunately, doesn't work for everybody. But so, what overall? Overall, um, eight and a half. I give this an eight and a half. Seven. And Jay I like would, the
1: uh, run-on sentence, like the way. It I was really want yeah. to give it a chance. And I,
0: I like that style too. It works for me. Just overall, for everybody, I don't think it would work yeah. if
2: the right person is reading the book. Then yes, I would find it. A pre- I'd probably appreciate it a little bit more. I'm not gonna sit there and read it because I can't stand it, but I would give it a listen.
0: All right, so, so I'll give
2: it. I'll give it a possible six.
0: Okay, so I'll hook you up with the audio book, and then we can we could go right. from there. Um I don't know. Did they, they style they uh they they coined this style of spontaneous prose, and that's um that's pretty much spot on, man. When you write from the heart, it just it all just shoots out. And that's that's one thing that I dig about it. So, um, people out there, um, if you haven't read this or read read any Kirwak, read Dharma Bums. Dharma Bums is another good one, and and check out some of the other writers from the Beat Generation. Check out um, uh, George Vidal, uh, Allen Ginsberg, and um, and Neil Cassidy, and and see what you think. Check out William Burroughs, Naked Lunch, and um,
1: will we be reviewing some of his other? We works? We probably will. We probably okay, cool. will in the
0: future. I'll, Looking forward to it. I'll, I'll I'll let it wait a little while. And um, I'll recommend some other ones, see if Jay can get into those. We'll probably do uh, Naked Lunch by Burroughs first. I think that one, um, I think Jay will have more of an appreciation for that one.
2: Can we read The Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Because those books are awesome. We
0: might be able to get into that. I'll throw some some simple, plain really stuff out books, there. Really good books,
2: and the movies are too.
0: So um, I'm going to go ahead and just close this out. Once again, I am Adi Stoffler and with me is... Jay Mick. core This was Fucking Read It. Get out there and fucking read it.